my good eye. Do you hear a cow? A rooster says, Here is a pig. The devil says,
Greetings and welcome to the Synaptic Radio Podcast. I am Randy Brown and I've got a special show for you this week. Uh, it's, a, it's a few weeks coming, but I just haven't had much time uh, since the uh, sad, untimely passing of Chris Cornell. Uh, you just heard him at the top of the show here and you're going to hear him for the rest of the show. Uh, it's an entire extended 14-song Chris Cornell tribute show here this week. If this is your first time joining us, thank you. I hope that you'll continue on past uh, the Chris Cornell show. And if you've come back and uh, it's not your first time, thanks for uh, thanks for rejoining. I appreciate it. It's uh, kind of a somber sort of uh, topic this week. We heard Searching With My Good Eye Closed off of Bad Motor Finger uh, at the top of the show. And that's that's one of those songs that's always going to be a it's always going to have a, a soft spot in my heart. When I saw them with Pearl Jam, Monster Magnet, and Swerve Driver, a big giant monster mega show at the Bronco Bowl back in '92, spring of '92, uh, right before both Pearl Jam and Soundgarden did the Lollapalooza tour that year, that was uh, that was the opening track. I think that was the opening song for most of the most of that tour, especially having that that taped intro going and i remember uh, somewhere out there there's a picture of me landing on top of the crowd at uh literally you know as the uh as the, you know the devil says part and i got launched up in the air and i hit just as as uh, the song really kicked in and it was really cool but a friend of ours uh, got a picture from behind of me landing on top of the crowd right as the song started and right as the show started you know because i was i was 21 and uh, a little more flexible and a little easier to heal at the time. So yeah, I could do I could do things like that, like crowd surf and and roll around and and be an idiot and all of that sort of thing. It was good times. It was good times. Enjoyed the grunge era, that's for sure. Uh, so we kicked off with uh, searching with my good eye closed, and I'm gonna have to tell you, most of this show is going to center around the louder than love, bad motor finger era because that's my favorite era of the band uh and, I, and i'm gonna play singles i'm not even gonna get super creative here these are just my favorite soundgarden songs or my favorite chris cornell songs i should say don't look for any audio sl- audio slave i didn't like audio slave that much at all uh, i'm not a rage against the machine fan nothing against chris cornell his vocals are are pretty great through uh, most of that stuff but i just don't like rage against the machine so that was all tainted for me back uh through the early early aughts early to mid aughts so yeah there will be no audio slave on this show i'm sorry most of that early that 89 to 92 era is pretty much what we've got here but uh, at the same time i to say that i wasn't a big super unknown fan i'm one of the few i guess uh, even my friends from that that time who were who were fans of soundgarden loved super unknown i just didn't I didn't. I thought it was too subdued, especially coming off of Bad Motor Finger. It just wasn't great. But I do have a selection from that record. Uh, it's the title track, because we all know I love first songs and title tracks. So this is it. Super Unknown, the only entry from that album in this countdown, or in this show. It's not really a countdown. Uh, but Super Unknown, right here on the Synaptic Radio. <laughs>
actually liked 1996's Down on the Upside better than Super Unknown. I've already talked about how much I didn't care for Super Unknown that much. Uh, but with the only entry from that album uh, was a single, obviously, Burden in My Hand. Uh, I liked I liked that song. I liked that record better. I thought it had a little a little more pep to it, at least for me. You know, back back onto the Super Unknown thing. You know, I saw them on that tour. I saw them. They they had the Reverend Horton Heat open for them. And let me tell you, that was one of like one of the worst decisions I think any band could have ever done, especially like at that point where Soundgarden had gone from really high energy to uh, like mid energy. And then to bring a band on the road at the time as as high octane as the Reverend Horton Heat was just about to release or just releasing Liquor in the Front, you know, Taz's last record. And they were just, man, to say that the Rev was on fire doesn't even do it justice. I mean, they came through, they walked out there and they demolished, literally demolished the crowd. There was no way Soundgarden could have even like come back from that blow. Uh, it was very, very difficult. Uh, so that's probably another reason why I don't like uh, Super Unknown that much. Also, it was just kind of like, wow, live that just didn't deliver. You know, I'm not here to not trying to bash. It was just really, it's been my opinion, and uh, like most people that I've spoken with over the years, in the uh, 23 years since that show, I pretty much have the same opinion that yeah, Soundgarden did not uh, did not live up to their opener that night. That's for sure. Prior to that, we heard a uh, from the Rusty KGP uh, off the beaten path track, their cover of Devo's Girl You Want, which uh, you actually got a, I got this at Sound Warehouse, the old Sound Warehouse, the best Sound Warehouse, the one that was on Camp Bowie in Fort Worth. Right after the Pearl Jam Soundgarden show, they ran a promotion where if you brought your ticket stub in and showed your ticket stub, you could get a copy of this little EP. And uh, it's got, it's Rusty Cage and Girl You Want. And then there's a, there's a couple other covers on there that I can't recall right off the bat at the moment. Uh, but man, it's, it was a great little EP. And I think most of those have shown up on the deluxe version of Bad Motorfinger because it's from that era. So uh, yeah, pretty cool. If you can find that, it's pretty great. Uh, up next, this is probably arguably one of my like top two or three favorite songs by the band. And the first entry from uh, Louder Than Love. I saw them, the first time I saw them was on this tour, opening for Danzig at the old Arcadia Theater. Happened to, coincidentally, was the same day that Stevie Ray Vaughan died. Kind of a weird day. It was actually the day that QNO2 started playing Stevie Ray Vaughan every seemingly 45 minutes and making me unable to listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan for many years to come. I'm actually kind of finally just getting over that, but it was the first time I saw Soundgarden and uh man they were great and Danzig was great that night and it was really cool. But from the Louder Than Love album, uh the song Gun and then also Lollapalooza 92 when they did this, I can just recall standing on the back of my seat up in the up in the 200s at Starplex, arm raised up doing a gun symbol or you know, with my hand, you know, kind of a shoot 'em up kind of thing, and uh, just screaming the lyrics to this song as, as as loud and as hard as I could. It was a rocker. It's one of my favorites. So here you go, Gun from Soundgarden, right here on a very special Synaptic Radio.
called Love. Pretty much the title track to Louder Than Love from Soundgarden. Good lord, how much I love that song. That is, if Gun is is one of my top two or three favorite songs, Loud Love is my number one favoritest, favorite Soundgarden song ever. It used to be, you know, it was like, try to figure out where it was that the guitar ended and Cornell's voice start, began at the beginning of the song because he's just hitting that high note so hard. And, man, yeah, to this day, I was so glad that they played it live the last time I saw him. I got to see him at a Verizon Theater out in Grand Prairie. Mastodon opened, so that was cool. Unfortunately, it was on The Hunter, so that wasn't great. But, uh... Man, Soundgarden, it was prior to King Animal, but yeah, it was, man, it was, they scorched it. They were, they were on fire. That was great. It was really good. It was nice to see them in such top form. I guess that would have been 18 years, 17 years since the the last time I had seen them. Quick math there. (laughs) 17 years since that unfortunate uh, Super Unknown show, and they really redeemed themselves in my eyes that night. So much that I have a poster of that show up uh, as one of the three posters I have up in my office. Uh, beautiful poster. It was a great show. So glad I got to see it. And they, you know, and they played Loud Love. Prior to that, we heard Birth Ritual from the single soundtrack. Probably, I mean, one of the hardest rocking songs that band ever did. Yeah, yeah, I remember, and just everybody being floored. Uh, not only just by the soundtrack itself, but by how great. Uh, that track was in and of itself. Uh, so, yeah, that was a great one. And prior to that, King Animal, off of that album, uh, we heard A Thousand Days Before. Uh, it was a good record. I thought it was uh, definitely, I liked it even better than I did Down on the Upside. I liked it even better than I did Down on the Upside. I thought they uh, they ended up sadly leaving us on a, on a high note with King Animal. Uh, it's a really strong record if you've never uh, bothered venturing out and getting it. But, you know, let me let me suggest you go you go do it. You go pick up a copy of uh, King Animal. I always love hearing from you here at the Synaptic Radio. You can just email me thesynapticone at gmail dot com. You can also go to iTunes and leave a message or a five star rating, because I believe this is definitely a five star show. And if my producer Joey Haney of Rock Strikes Ten fame was here. He would also tell you, yes, indeed, absolutely, this is a five-star show. So go do us a solid. Or just me. It's really just me uh, doing the show here. I'm all alone. Joey's not here. It's just me and a big old batch of Soundgarden. Next up, I've always believed that had this come out, you know, been given, I guess, the, uh, the same attention that maybe Smells Like Teen Spirit had, that Soundgarden would have beaten Nirvana, because I was like, I always thought they were better. They were, they were, they were the best out of all of the the, the quote unquote grunge bands. And I don't mean I'm not including the Melvins in there because if you listen to the show, you know how much I love the Melvins. But of the like the what was considered that Seattle grunge scene, Soundgarden definitely I thought outclassed everybody. They were just they were just a better band. They were better than Pearl Jam. They were better than Nirvana. And you all know this. It's not even. It shouldn't even really be a matter of opinion. It should just be a matter of fact. Probably the closest thing would have been Alice in Chains to Soundgarden for me, out of that whole uh, that whole class. Mudhoney, Mudhoney drank up there, but yeah, Soundgarden. Those records were so good. But I always believed that if Jesus Christ Pose had had gotten some attention, 
you know, instead of the fact of like just getting dumped all over because it had the, the crosses in it, because evidently the only person at the time that could have crosses was, was Madonna. I guess she was the only one that allowed to, you know, to burn crosses even on MTV. But, the, you know, the video was just basically, pun unintended, was crucified right off the bat. Relegated to like maybe a couple of plays after 9 o'clock or night after 10 o'clock or something like that late at night. And uh, the only way I saw it was I got a, uh, I got a home video of a, a bunch of different videos. And the only reason I bought it, it was like a $3 bargain but it was because it had the Jesus Christ pose video on it. If I can, if I can go back again to the uh, the Soundgarden Pearl Jam show from '92, frequent listener of the show, Brent Miller, getting you a little shout out there, buddy. We were uh, we went to that show, and Brent had just gotten a brand new pair of glasses, and his daddy told him, "Brent, you lose these glasses, you're not getting another pair." Literally, like I don't even think he had had them a week. And I will always have the memory of, of Brent, possibly during Jesus Christ pose, jumping up on the front of the stage, taking about two steps, and starting to try to jump off as a security guard's finger came up and barely clipped his glasses, sending his brand new glasses round and round and round into the pit as Brent jumped off <laughs> into the throngs of people. And I don't know how long it took Brent to get new glasses. It took a long, long time for him to get some. Uh, so, but that, yeah, I'll always remember that. Just that gleam of glasses going, oh, crap, Brent just lost his glasses. But anyway, here we go. Let's get back to the music. Let's get back to some Chris Cornell. Jesus Christ pose from Bad Motorfinger right here on the Synaptic Radio.
second single off of Bad Motor Finger, Outshined, right here on the Synaptic Radio. Always, always dug that song. Such a solid record, front to back. You, you, you just can't beat it. You can't beat Bad Motor Finger, except with, with Louder Than Love. They, they both just kind of jockey and vie for attention and uh, placement in my heart there. Prior to that, we heard a solo outing for uh, Mr. Cornell uh, off the singles soundtrack. Gorgeous song. Uh, it was also used in uh, The Man of Steel, which I liked. I liked Man of Steel. I know so many people like to uh, beat up on DC and beat up on that movie in particular, but I liked it. I thought it was good. And we also heard uh, <laughs> Seasons in that one. Uh, if you're wondering why I'm talking about Man of Steel. Great song. Fantastic song. Up next, we have another another track from Louder Than Love, Hands All Over. Uh, this could have been the first single. I think this was the first single off of that record. And, uh, man, so great. I, don't, I, I wish I had a good story for this, but I don't. It's just a rocker. It's just a good one. So there you go. Kick back and enjoy. Hands All Over from Louder Than Love right here on the Synaptic Radio.
Power from Ultra Mega OK, wrapping things up here on the Synaptic Radio. Uh, definitely the oldest selection here on uh, on the show. Great little track there. You always gotta gotta go back. Sometimes you just gotta go all the way back, almost all the way back. There were still the two EPs prior to that, but uh, what a great little record that was. You can join me out in the cyber world, the Synaptic, on Facebook at the Synaptic on Twitter. You can uh, email me, thesynaptic1 at gmail.com. You can also visit me, thesynaptic.com, where I will occasionally, and I do mean occasionally, blog. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a couple of years since, I, since I've written anything. But you never know. One day I could get the itch and uh, the urge and get something out there. Could be tomorrow. You don't know. So check. Check on it. Go take a look. There's uh, all sorts of... There's quite a few... Uh, posts in there already so you can at least go back and read all those and go man this guy really knows what he's talking about and if you do that I, I appreciate it thank you thank you very much for thinking that and also you can uh, find me the synaptic empire over on instagram where i uh, take pictures at shows that i go to shows that i put on poster announcements show announcements and stuff like that so if you live in the dfw area if you live in especially in the fort worth area that's a uh, that's good for you. All right, this is going to be the last one here. This was the first song I played when I first got a uh, a CD player put in my car just because I wanted to hear those uh, those guitar notes, that opening guitar riff, guitar line, Kim Thyle just nailing it. Rusty Cage, we've all heard it a million times and it never gets old. So here you go. Going to wrap things up. Chris Cornell, rest in peace, buddy. Thank you for everything.
The Synaptic Radio is brought to you by the Synaptic Empire in conjunction with cnjradio.com.